What up, Oasis fam? You're back. We're back. We're here in the podcast studio, which by the time they see the next episode, we might be in a different room. And we're looking at new mics, and it's getting crazy. It's getting real, real. You know, we got to support the millions of people who are watching and listening to all of our fans. Uh, No, we are grateful for you. And like and subscribe like we've been joking lately. What are we? We're doing something different today, though. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna interview someone, but wh- what's the? What are we doing? Yeah, so we're gonna try out. This kind of like a mini series within the podcast, yeah. right? We could call it that. Sure. Where we're gonna be uh, chatting and interviewing some former Oasis leaders who are now post college out in the world doing things. Um, and the point and the kind of purpose is just to hear from some other voices about what uh, college life was like for them, being a part of Oasis was like what, and then that transition into young adult life and after. Um, just with the hope that hearing different stories, different testimonies of what God has done and continues to do um, can be an encouragement and a spurring on to all of you who listen. And us, too. We yeah. get to hear them. So. And we already recorded it. So we're doing yeah. this post, post-edit. post You know, this is like the behind the scenes yeah. now. You're getting the – and I got to be honest with you. It's a serious moment. Chaboy fumbled it. <laughs> I forgot to hit record on the audio for our mics. And so – you're going to have to suffer through the audio of our Zoom recording, uh, but it's going to be great. And here's the thing. We interviewed Jesse uh, Alberts, who now lives in Utah. We'll talk a little bit about that. But he's married to Kira, and they were both former Oasis leaders. And the things that he's able to tell us mm-hmm. through this are just incredible. It's awesome to get his perspective and just some of his insights. And even though the audio is garbage, <laughs> uh, stick with us and just join us for this uh, conversation yeah. with Jesse. So here comes him. What up, Jesse? Welcome to the Oasis Podcast. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How are you? Sweet. We're doing good. Well, I better introduce you to Jaina because I don't yeah. think you guys have ever actually met. No, I don't think we have. Yeah, maybe like once or twice, but not not significantly. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Like, I think you tied, You guys have kind, kind of overlapped, but he was on his way out. You were on your way in yeah. kind of thing like that. But so. otherwise, yeah. I got to introduce you to Dylan. Again, not on camera. This I feel like this could become a running bit. Where it's like, just like Dylan is just the keep, imaginary Just person. keep referring to Dylan as the off-camera guy, but he's yeah. in the room, so uh, Dylan Please. says hi, Jesse. But what's otherwise, up, let's dive right into it. Uh, where are you, Jesse? What are, what are you doing, and what's what's up with life now? Yeah, it's a little bit of a complicated question, probably compared to most people. But um, my wife and I, we actually travel full time, um, and we're currently living in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, my wife's a travel nurse, uh, which the simple definition of that is just means that she gets to work at different hospitals around the country, kind of filling staffing shortages and stuff. Um, and while she's doing that, um, I'm actually have been substitute teaching um, wherever right. we kind of are living at the moment. So spend a lot of time with middle schoolers, which is a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, always fun. Um, but we call Minneapolis, Minnesota home. Uh, that's where we kind of lived before we started traveling. And that's kind of where we um, plan to return to once we're done traveling um, as well. So that, that's kind of the, the, the short story um, so far. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you didn't know this, but maybe you do. But I actually was a sub for a period of time. I would take my Fridays for like our Saturdays here at the church because we work on Sundays. So our weekends are a little yeah. different. And I would sub on Fridays and I would do my master's homework there. And then I would supervise the kids. <laughs> Yeah. So now I got to ask, and we, we like to do this a little bit on the podcast, just kind of throw a banter question. What, what, do you have a crazy sub story yet? Like where a kid did did something ridiculous or you were like, I cannot believe I'm in this situation right now. 
I honestly haven't had um, anything too bad or anything too, too crazy. I just, I remember one time I, I sub, was subbing at this middle school. This was like maybe a couple months ago, but um, I always like would bring, bring my, my iPad with me so that I can do some work in my free time and whatnot. And uh, I had like my iPad sitting on my desk and I like walked away to go help another student. And by the time I came back, one of the students was like sitting at my desk on my iPad watching Netflix. <laughs> like he had opened Netflix on my iPad and was just he, like scrolling to see what he wanted to watch. Was he and doing a little So that was kind of wild. Um, I can't remember what, it was around that time. So maybe, but um, I can't remember what he had, what he had picked, but that was kind of mind blowing. Just one of those things that a middle schooler would do without thinking and just everybody else would kind of question, but yeah. Sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. Love middle school. Yeah. Well, sweet. Jane, I'll let yep. you do the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back at your time at Oasis, maybe you can, I don't know if we want to put him on the spot to say how long it's been that he's been oh. gone. I'll leave that up to you to, to date yourself, but um, looking yeah. back at your time at Oasis, uh, what did you enjoy or what did you love or what did that time mean for you? Yeah, so um, I graduated from SDSU in May of 2018. So it's been Man, about you are four so years, old. Which is, I know, that's crazy. It honestly feels like it was like six months ago. So I don't know how it's been four years. But um, yeah, but to answer your question, what did I kind of love or enjoy the most? Um, really just so much of it. You know, they kind of say that like college should be the best four years of your life. Um, that cliche saying. and for me, it probably really was, at least up to this point. And Oasis was a huge part of that. Um, a lot of my college experience revolved just around Oasis and the friendships and relationships um, I made through Oasis. Um, I actually uh, formed the relationship with my wife through Oasis. So Let's go. Shameless plug, shameless plug in there. If uh, you're single and listening to this, that uh, Oasis is your place to be. Um, and so... That, that's obviously one of my biggest takeaways, um, got married because of Oasis, but um, really just, I formed like my best relationships, made my best friends um, through Oasis. And um, I just loved being able to be a part of something that was meaningful um, throughout like my four years of college, something that helped me grow in my faith, something that helped me make my faith a priority. Um, and on, I just felt like Oasis truly challenged me to just grow as a person and as a leader and um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it, but just kind of being a part of something and being able to form those relationships, um, that are now like lifelong lasting. So for sure. And, uh, like how, how long were you on the leadership team? Uh, three years. So I, I joined leadership like my sophomore year and through my senior year, but yeah. Nice. And for anybody listening, really what our leadership team does is it's usually a group of about 20 to 30 students or, or young adults who help lead everything we do as a ministry. So everything behind the scenes, like running small groups or even Sunday night activities, our events, everything is done pretty much by um, our leadership team because Jen and I are good delegators. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's because and they're incredible. And so Jesse was one of those, like you guys know, but what was one thing you feel like you learned during your time at Oasis that still continues to impact you today? Yeah, I don't think... 
Um, I don't think I really realized it maybe fully at the time or in the moment when I was in college, but I think I really learned the value of just like a faith based community, Mm -hmm. um, and just people I could like lean on and do life with. And I think at the time when I was in college, um, it it just like, it just felt like the people I knew through Oasis, they were just like my friends, you know, like they were just kind of built in friends I met through uh, college activities and stuff and like that. And I I don't think I really viewed it as like this, like significant special thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but looking back on it now and kind of being four years removed from that, um, I realized like how special it was. Um, and just like to have my best friends that I was able to do life with for four years, you know? Um, and the, the people like, everybody pretty much everybody significant in my life that i met in college was through oasis in some capacity like the roommates i lived with were guys i met through oasis and like i said i met my wife through oasis and i met like my my mentors and people like that through oasis and so yeah i think i think just looking back on that now i I realize how special that was and how meaningful that was just to, to develop my faith in me as a person um just having that sense of community, that was something really unique that maybe not a lot of college students get to experience. Yeah, and I think something to even add on that is some do experience it, but it's different when it's a part of like Oasis or something like Oasis where it's faith-based and there's it's, it's greater than just yourself. Like you said, it's bigger, it's something meaningful. And so you're not just hanging out with friends and building relationships and like, you're not just filling your wedding party, those kind of things, but you're building a yeah. kingdom of God. You know, you're, you're all on the same mission together. And that's what, that's what gives it this depth. That's what gives it the the extra. It's the secret sauce of the Oasis community or any Christian community is that it's more than just a group of people hanging out. You know, we have this mission and vision that drives us to continue to do what we want. We need to do. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I know. I I completely agree with what you said. And that's what I was going to kind of fill in with is that I think, just being able to form those relationships through Oasis and through faith-based community and activities and everything like that, just like you said, gave it a, a whole new, just deeper meaning. Um, it, it really bonds you closer and uh, forms just a deeper relationship, being able to share that kind of common goal and perspective in life. Mm-hmm. Jaina's always given me advice. So maybe she'll, <laughs> she'll ask you what your best yeah, piece yeah. of advice is. Well, you just asked the question. Oh, I was trying. I'm just kidding. I know you did. You did. You did. You tried to set her up for it. I was trying. You know, I'm always trying to. I talk too much. Always. Not even on the podcast. So I got to get. She's wiser and smarter, and she'll ask the question better anyway. So here it comes, right? (laughs) Jesse, what piece of (laughs) advice would you give to current college students or young adults who are still part of the Oasis community? Seamless, seamless transition. Um, yeah, I just, I had two thoughts uh, that I kind of jotted down in my notes here. Um, and I, and the first one might be a little cliche, but I can explain it a little bit. But um, it's just being a contributor to Oasis and not just a consumer of Oasis. That's um, I, I, I think it's easy, especially being a part of like a larger ministry like Oasis is, to just kind of like, you know, show up on Sunday nights, kind of check in for the hour and then leave and check out and not really have anything else to do with it. Um, and that, that's really easy to do, whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Bible studies, whatever, whatever you might be attending or be involved in. Um, but like, I, I think 
kind of contributing to it and being more a part of it. You, you're, you can find a way to serve, whether it's like on Sunday nights, you can be a part of a Bible study and actively participate, um, join those small groups, whatever it might be. But I, I think the, the reason I put down is that why that's so important is that the, the more you do those things and the more you can kind of contribute, not only will it help you grow your own faith and like bring you further along with your own walk in Jesus, but it's going to just deepen the community that you have. Um, and, and that's truly where I found like my deep relationships in college was through like contributing whatever I could in Oasis, whether it was um, I led a Bible study for a couple years and really formed amazing relationships through that. Or um, I was a part of like a Sunday night serve team and formed really amazing relationships through that. And so I think there's just so much to be said and so much to be had um, to really just kind of like buying into that um, and, and contributing, finding a way to be a part of it and finding a way that suits your gifts and your skill set um, rather than just kind of passively attending or whatever that would look like. Yeah. And I find so many people, they like that idea, but they get stuck like on the hump right before that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, they're here, they're a part of it. They're interested in something like that, but they just, they haven't taken that step. They haven't filled out the link. They haven't joined the team. They haven't started leading the group. So what do you think would be like, what pushes people to get to that point? Is it something like this where they hear your testimony or is it, is it something that has to even be, be even greater than that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely could be, it could be just um, hearing why it's important or, I mean, yeah, it could be something bigger than that. Um, I don't know. I, I, it kind of ties into kind of like the next kind of thought I had. Um, so that was a kind of a smooth transition, but I, I put kind of down that it's um, in college. I think it's easy to focus on like the, the big picture. Um, and maybe that's what stops us from taking like the next small step. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, it, it's easy to think about like, Oh, like I, I can't focus on this right now because next semester I, I need to be focused on that. Or I need to be, like focus on what like life after college looks like. And so like, instead of asking those bigger questions of what's, what's the long-term look like, I think in college specifically, it's really important to ask the smaller questions. Like what, what is God calling me to today? Or like, who is God calling me to love tomorrow? Yeah. And, and just kind of taking that step by step and taking that day by day. And I think, I don't know, I, at least for me, that was one of the things that would prevent me from something is if I was too focused on that what's coming next instead of like looking at what's right in front of me today. Um, because then if you're looking at today, it's like, Oh, today it's a Tuesday. There's small groups on Tuesdays. I can go, or I guess it's Wednesday, but I can go to a small group tonight on Wednesday. That's what's happening today, you know, or it's a Sunday afternoon and I can be involved in Oasis tonight. And so um, that's, that's just kind of what I would say is instead of asking those bigger questions, maybe just think about, What's going on today? What's God calling you today? What does he have for you today and in, and, and, and in the moment? Yeah, that's so good. I mean, there's just such a like a dependency on, I think, God and the spirit, a willingness to be led, a faithfulness, like just to ask the question, you know, because you never really know what the answer is. I mean, sometimes you might be yeah. redundant if, if you're staying in the same habit and you ask the question at the same time. But really, like you open that up to let God kind of guide your day and guide the plan. And so that's such good advice. 
So I, I didn't throw this one at you. Um, I prepped Jesse because every, I mean, he's got to at least know a little bit what, what I'm going to ask him, but I have a yep. couple random questions that maybe I'll ask one and then Jane will ask one later and you'll just never know when they're coming. But Jesse, if you had to be a Disney character, which Disney character are you? This oh is gosh. Oh. And Jana, you're going to have yeah. to think about it. Now that I think oh, about man. it. This is, this is a tough one. Um, I'm honestly just, I get really mixed up in my head, like what, who, like who are Disney characters, who are Pixar characters, uh, who are DreamWorks characters. You can mix them all in. Yes, mix, mix them all. Uh, mix them all in. Boy, um, I'm trying to think of like a recent, a recent animated movie that I watched or something like that. Like, have you guys um, seen Rapunzel? No, I, I haven't yet. Jesse, you gotta watch. That. I know. Come on, take I'm, Kira, I'm his in. wife, on a date and go. <laughs> watch on disney plus in kanto it's awesome okay. and the soundtrack slaps. Yeah. so good I've, I've heard i've heard really good things about it i don't even know the little guy's name him. but the not the little little guy but the middle age the shapeshifter one mm-hmm. what's his name um is that antonio or is that the little one i think that's a little one um, anyways i feel like i could be that guy he like is always shapeshifting okay. and like messing with people but like I don't know. I just, I kind of connected with him. Camillo. So, Camillo. So I'm Camillo. Dibs. I love that. Okay. Um, well, actually, uh, last night I listened to your guys' most recent po- uh, podcast on apologetics. Okay. Let's um, and you talked about the movie Up in that podcast. And that's, that's one of my all-time favorite movies, just in general. Um, and... I think I could be now. I'm like blinking. What's what's the little boy's name? The main. I thought you were about to little. say the dog, Doug. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about that, but I can't. What's I can't. What's even the little boy's that. name? Why are we so bad at this? I know the main little character guy. Russell. 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 Yeah. I feel like, like I feel like I could one. be. I feel like thanks, Dylan. Um, I feel I feel like feel like I could be Russell just because he just lives life so kind of carefree and chill and he's just kind of out for adventure and excitement and not really worrying about too much and i think that's the quality that i have and yeah i think i think that's technically a dreamworks character but we can we can roll with it we won't tell disney we won't let him know yeah all right Gina, what's yours? oh my goodness i i do really re- relate to luisa from encanto um but since you said Encanto, I won't. But the, the second character that came to mind, and I don't know why, is the grandma from Moana. <laughs> I don't know. I just think she's funny, okay. but she's wise. Okay. And I don't know. I think she's, she's like cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think she's cool. Yeah. That's but, who I would want to be, I guess. Not necessarily who replies okay. me. I feel that. That's good. I like her. She's funny. <laughs> okay, That's let's good. get back to the, 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 back, back the good stuff. So, Jesse. Yeah. One of the things that we find is difficult for people, and this goes Christian, non-Christian, all across the spectrum, is this transition out of college. And so they <laughs> graduate. And, and I honestly, I see it. Life has this trajectory that there's always something next for people that when you start and you're born, like you're, there's this academic plan that kind of leads you through life. Like you go to preschool, you go to kindergarten, you go to middle school, you go to high school, you go to college. A lot of people get their master's. And then all of a sudden it's like, what's next? And so that transition gets really hard for people. What do you feel like is something that was like beneficial you learned? What was that like for you? 
Yeah. Um, it's honestly a tough question to answer because I, I feel like that transition is still kind of happening. That's good. Me. Yeah. Um, just because like, like I said, it's, I'm four years out of college, but in the grand scheme of things, four years is not long. Like I still, still feel like I'm relatively young at age yeah, sure. 26 here. So like, um, still trying to figure that out, but yeah, so it's a tough question to answer. Um, and I, I, I honestly think we could use the whole podcast to talk about this question. Ah. Um, just cause it's, it's such a big one. Um, and it's uh, an important one. Um, but I'll try to give you somewhat of a clear and concise answer. Um, about two years ago, actually, I gave a teaching um, to this young adult group that I got to be a part of uh, post-college, which we can talk about more in a second. Yeah. Um, but I gave this kind of message um, that I titled Living the Faithful Life. Um, and it was all about just kind of being faithful through hardships and faithful through like the unexpected. Um, and it was one of those messages. I, I, I don't know, maybe you guys can relate to this that I was more so speaking to myself because I needed to hear it. Um, and I could really care less if anybody else in the room was hearing it because <laughs> um, it, was, it was something that I needed because um, that was kind of the season of life that I was in as I felt like I was really struggling to stay faithful through this transition of like college, like leaving college and kind of figuring out what young adult life is all about. Um, and in, the, in that message, I talked about the story of the Israelites and like how when they were starting their journey from like captivity to the promised land, they probably were had this idea in mind of like, oh, it's going to be easy. Like we're just we're just traveling from point A to point B. Moses is going to lead us there. If we're going to all do this together, it's going to be chill. Um, and little did they know it was going to be a 40 plus year long journey, you know. And it was as full of these hardships and full of unexpected twists and turns. And I kind of related that back to like my first couple years out of college where kind of like we were talking about Brandon, I kind of had these plans. Like I was going to, I was going to graduate. Um, I was engaged. So I was going to get married. Uh, we were planning on moving to a new city. I was actually starting a grad school program along with an internship. And then I was excited to hopefully like get a full-time job out of that internship. And just long story short, pretty much like none of those things happened. <laughs> at, least, at least like the way I expected them to, yeah. you know? Still got um, married. I got to go to that. Still got married. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thank, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so like I, we did get married. We did move to a new city. But the rest of it was like completely not what I expected. Like I did do an internship, but it wasn't at all what I expected. And it was a really challenging season of life and it didn't go great. Um, I ended up dropping out of grad school after like my first semester, just cause like, I didn't know, like, I just kind of felt lost and I didn't know like what my life was supposed to look like at the age of 23 or however old I was. Yeah. Um, I did end up getting a full-time job from that internship, but it wasn't a, a job that I was ready for or like that I probably really wanted. And so I was really only like in that role for like six months. And so like, just for like two years, it was, it was a really tough transition out of college. Like, like I said, I, I, 
kind of like the Israelites, I kind of felt like I was lost in the desert. If you want to make that comparison, yeah, um, just sure. kind of wandering, wandering around, not knowing where I was headed. Um, we, we were living in Minneapolis, like I, I mentioned earlier, and we weren't finding community. We were having trouble connecting with like a church. Um, and then about, about after kind of two years of that searching and wandering and just kind of uh, Kira and I just trying to figure out where we were supposed to be, um, we got connected with this young adult group called Rise Up. And I don't know if you want to kind of talk more about that now or if you have kind of yeah, more questions about what what's Rise Up. About. What happened? Um, yeah, so we, we got connected. Um, and, and really, I, I would say that, like, it was kind of – not to like be over dramatic, but kind of like at our, our darkest time, so to speak, where we just felt like we were really lost. Um, we got invited to this young adult group through like a local church um, in the in the Twin Cities area. Um, and we were actually invited by Nick Ahrens, who is a fellow Oasis alumni. Yeah. Um, and part of part of used to be part of the leadership team as well. He invited us to this young adult group called Rise Up. Um, and the, the way that Nick was connected with it is that he was friends um, from high school with like the pastor who led this group. Um, and really just getting involved in that community changed everything for us. We, from the first night that we attended, just from being invited, like we, I don't think we had ever felt like more just like loved <laughs> than we ever had. Um, than the first night we went to this group um, and started getting involved in this church, and everything like that. Um, yeah, and, and we really just, through that, formed the most amazing friendships and the most amazing relationships. And um, I talked about in the beginning kind of how we're planning on returning back to Minneapolis kind of when we're done traveling. And that's the main reason why is because we have our community there and we have these friends there and we have people we can truly do life with. And so even though, like, we always, Kira and I always tell people that, like, when you leave college, it's, you're not going to have this like built in friendships and built in community that you kind of get in college, or that's mm-hmm. at least like easier to find in college. For sure. And it might take a little while to find it, but like there is hope in doing that, you know? And we, we went through that whole phase of kind of feeling hopeless, feeling like we didn't have friends, feeling like we didn't have community being in a new city and kind of out of nowhere when we were, when we were least expecting it, like God brought it to us and it was right when we needed it. And it's been life changing. And yeah, I, I don't really want to keep rambling on about that, but we can talk more specifics if you have them. But no, I think that's just so good. And like the, the, the wilderness that you find found yourself in, I mean, that is a message I feel so many people can relate to yep. that there's yeah. just this. I'm here and I'm moving somewhere and like things are happening, but it's not what I had planned and I don't really know where I'm going. And so, no, that's, that's good. And, and even now, like you're saying, okay, I feel like I'm still in it, but I have a little bit more clarity. I think you see that in and out of the the Israelite relationship with Moses where they're like, I'm trusting you and like, I'm faithful to God, but now I really am not in it this time. And then they got a little bit of clarity and they see the promised land, but they're not yet in it. And they wait a little longer and, but there's a trajectory and there's, there's something they're heading towards. And so that's good. I love that. And, and it's cool. So like, what if someone was listening and they, they haven't yet been invited to something like rise up? Mm-hmm. How, how would you, 
what do you think it means to like go and try and find something or start something like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, when, when we got invited to rise up, it was a relatively small kind of gathering or ministry. It was maybe like 30 young adults between the ages of like 18 to 25 that just like met on Thursday nights for like worship and community and stuff. And so it, it wasn't one of those things that you could like Google like young adult ministries, Minneapolis, and yeah. it would just like pop up. <laughs> um, and so that that's, I mean, yeah, that's tough. And honestly, that goes back to just like, the, the benefit of the relationships I formed through Oasis, because that's also really how I got connected with Rise Up, mm-hmm. um, was through this network of people that I had because of Oasis. But I mean, yeah, it, it can be it can be really challenging. Um, and you can, I mean, I think just looking at local churches and like what they have to offer, if like local churches have um, young adult ministries, or that's a really good place to start. Um, or if they don't just finding like uh, a local church that maybe has a younger attendance, people closer in your age or, um, kind of in your walk of life. Um, and really like, I think Kira and I really had to learn this, that you really do have to like put in the effort. Like you can't just like expect relationships to come to you. Hmm. Um, and you can't just expect like, oh, I'm just going to go to church meet somebody and they're going to be like my best friend. Like it, it it probably isn't going to happen that way, at least right away. Um, And so you really have to be willing to like put forth the effort and kind of like maybe push past some of those insecurities of meeting new people and really just, I don't know, just kind of dive in and be willing to like take that step of like, all right, I have nobody to go with, but I'm going to go anyways. Or like, I just met this person randomly and they seem like I could get along with them and maybe I should text them and ask if they want to get coffee together. Or um, yeah, I, I think it's just, I think it's just being willing to kind of take those steps, even though it's, it's going to be scary um, and it's going to be weird because chances are those other young adults are looking for the same thing you're looking for. True. So. Yeah. That's so good. And I, I we've said it a handful of times, but I love the quote where it's like community is forged, not found. Yeah. Like nobody stumbles into a sense of authentic community where it's like, oh, I love these people. They love me. We get to hang out and like do life together. It's like, no, that's always forged, fought for, invested yeah. in, sacrificed. Like, like you need to be able to, to do that. And I even listened to someone else preaching yesterday. They were talking about how important it is to take a step of faith and put yourself out there. Yeah. Like yeah. one of the podcasts we want to do in the future is like, what's it mean to find friends? Like, how do we make friends? Like one of the hardest parts is you have to be willing to put yourself out there and like try something you wouldn't try before or yeah. ask. And that sucks. Cause you're like, Oh, what if they don't <laughs> like me? Or what if it's weird? Yeah, That could happen. Yeah. But yeah. it's also the reality is like to not try is to be content in loneliness or not community or to not find the church or not find the group. And so, man, Cut that back, replay that. We'll get that clipped somewhere. But yeah. that's good stuff, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 to- I totally get that too, Brendan, because I, I mean, I myself am, am an introvert by nature. So it's, it's just going out and meeting people, not, not like my thing, not what I want to go do on like a Friday night. Um, but like you, get, you have to. And once you do, and once you do it a couple times, or even once you do it once, it gets so much easier. Yeah. Um, and like I said, people are going to be looking for the same thing you're looking for. So it's it's probably not going to be as hard as it seems from the beginning. 
Yeah, I, I have another buddy. He says, say yes three times. And so if you can say yes to go to a group, if you can say yes to grab coffee, if you can say yes to hang out, usually by the end of that, you have someone you can call a friend. Yeah. And so it can be that simple. Like just say yes, be faithful and obedient to take a step of faith three times. And by that, like you're not going to have your best friend, but it'll put you in a place where you can have a connection with someone. For sure. Yeah, I love that. That's good. good. Jaina, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah. Jesse, as a young adult, what is something that maybe God is teaching you now in this kind of season of life that you're in? Yeah. A few quick thoughts that I have on that. Um, Just kind of in the past, I don't know, two years or so, um, John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh, come on, preach. Along, you could, I could, again, another, this could be a whole other separate podcast if you really want to get me going on it. But um, along, along with a sermon series he had that he, uh, was called the Simplicity Series, um, really just like changed my life <laughs> to, be, to be blunt and to uh, really change the perspective I have um, just in how I live out my faith and what faith is supposed to be and what walking with Jesus is supposed to look like. And um, the, the, the kind of one sentence simple takeaway from that, um, just for the sake of time, is that I, I've really kind of been learning and God's been teaching me and showing me that life is truly meant to be lived simply and slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we look at Jesus's life and Jesus was never in a hurry. Um, he took time for everybody. He took the Sabbath, literally had one day a week where it was just, time for rest and time with God. And, um, that, that's been a really big thing for me, especially as young adults, we get so caught up in this like hustle and hurry culture where we have to like work to get ahead and we have to uh, fight for that promotion. And none of those things are bad in nature, but I think there's a really significant balance that we need to be just mindful of with that. And that, um, just like the more simple life we live, the easier it's going to be to walk closely with Jesus because everything else is really just a distraction. You know, like our, 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 our careers, our material things, our money, our fame, our status, those are just all distractions from what we should really be focusing on in our walk with Jesus. So that, that's, that's one big thing. Don't that (laughs) you're lucky. Ben's not in the room. (laughs) So what happened is I don't remember if you shared it with me or someone else, but someone shared the podcast with me, which is fight, hustle and hurry. So So someone shared this with me and I listened to it and I was like, I got to read this book. So I read the book and I came to Ben and Jane and I was like, we got to preach a series on this. And at this point I like, didn't really have the, the authority to say what series you were preaching, but I yeah, came. I was like, like, "We have to preach on this." And Ben's like, "Oh, okay." So then Ben read the book, and it's been on Jana's list. She's gonna yeah. read the book, and we preached a series on it. And then Ben's read the book like four <laughs> times since. He's currently leading a group here at the church that's going through the book. Like his yeah, life has also been radically, radically changed by this message, and it's and it's, it's a, a tough message. message. Yeah, it's hard. Like and yeah, I, I I can relate to Ben on that too because like I. I read the book and like immediately bought like four copies to like give to people. Yeah. I like gave one to my mom. I like gave one to like my best friend in Minnesota and like gave one to my brother. And, um, and then like I, at the time when I was like read through the book, we were living in Minneapolis and I was working for this Christian nonprofit and I was kind of like in a leadership role there. And I immediately like took the book to like my boss and was like, Hey, like we, I oversaw like a team of like part-time employees. And I was like, Hey, like we need to take like our employees through this book somehow and like brought it to him and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did the exact same thing where it's as soon as I finished reading it, 
And I think I read it in like four days. Like it was the fastest I had ever read a book and I immediately did everything I could to get it to everybody that I knew. But yeah, that's good. I mean, we all got to learn that young adults are not, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I have one more, or I have just one second thought for it. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring it kind of full circle back to this like piece of community and relationships. Oh, Here we go. That's kind of what we've been talking about. Um, and this, this is something that just within the past couple months, um, especially just with like, uh, Kira and I's unique situation right now of kind of traveling and kind of being out on our own in a sense. Um, this is something I feel like God's really been teaching me just really recently. And that I'm still kind of working through and, still kind of figuring out what this looks like, but I, I truly think that life is about the people you do it with. Hmm. And that that's just like the biggest takeaway I've had from these this season that we're in of traveling and the kind of having fun and kind of doing our own thing that, yeah, it's, it is super fun. Like we, like you mentioned in the beginning, like we were living in Washington state. Now we're living in Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, we're actually moving to San Diego here in a few weeks. Um, and that's, th- it's super fun to be able to do this. Like we're, we're getting to explore places. We love to travel. Like we love to do new things. Um, but when, but when we come back to it and even though we're having all this fun, we've truly just realized that like, this isn't sustainable mm-hmm. solely for the fact of like, we just miss our people, you know, yeah. like we miss the people that we do life with in Minnesota. We miss, um, our best friends. We miss, um, rise up and the people there. And we're really truly do feel like we're missing a piece of ourselves, not having that on a consistent basis. Um, and so that, that's, that's really what God's been teaching me is that just like life, life is about the people you do it with and everything else is secondary to that. And that's really what you need to come back to and find those people that you can do that with. Okay. Jesse. That's so good. I knew we needed to call this guy. Uh, (laughs) We, Jane and I are going to go scout out San Diego for you. Um, yeah. yeah, next Monday. Well, this will come out on Tuesday. So we'll be in San Diego when you guys are listening and watching. But we're take, there's a staff retreat that we're going to go to as a Grace Point staff that's in San Diego. So we're flying out Monday, come back Thursday. It'll be a quick trip. But I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, love you, girl. We're headed there in like 10 days. So For sure. Well, Jesse, we super appreciate you taking time to, to chat with us. And I guarantee you that everybody who listens to this will learn something from the wisdom that you've been able to learn. And so appreciate you. Love you. I'm looking forward to connecting again soon. Yeah, for sure, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast.